Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com, and it is Tuesday, June the 6th. 2023 here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Just here to make you happy. Uh, Chris, how's it going? Smile on your face. See, this is what happens when we use electric shock therapy. Um, <laughs> according to, uh, what was his name? Jose something, Flores or something. Chris hates me, but uh, I don't know. <clears throat> oh, Jesse Flores. Yes, that's what why do I, why do I even give him the time of day by mentioning his name again? Yes, that's if, what I say it three, <laughs> if I say it three times, he might show up. Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, it was a rough Alec Manoa start again yesterday, but I, you know what? You move on. You know, I just wonder what, what his future holds, but you know, it is what it is. And you know, I got another uh, full baseball card today. I'm looking forward to. Really like today's card. I thought that was the easiest one on the board yesterday. Everybody, uh, it was easy to fade Alex Manua. Um, he's been awful. Until you see him get out of the Manua, keep fading that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Blue Jays fader. <laughs> Fade the Manua. Watch out. <laughs> Don't step in the dung. Manua is Ricky from Ohio. <laughs> Just slumping. This is what's this, the second slump we've seen. It it's the first. It's the first sustained slump, slump of his career. Sustain, yeah, sustain, yeah. That he hasn't bounced back from, right? All the other ones we've seen him have a couple bad outings, but he usually bounces back. But not this one. I don't know. I think it was the pitch clock of initially that messed him up, and then he just never really got back into it. Just can't find a groove since the pitch clock is coming in, right? He's just. The pitch clock's not the only thing, but... Why you guys keep saying that he's too fat? Is body shaming him here? Is that what's going on? I mean... I mean, that's not our show, you know? I mean, we're we're a show for everyone. I mean, they, they, put, they put my dog on the scale at the vet today. It, it said 75, and what did they do? Immediately started body shaming it. I, I won't have it, you know? I'm reporting, I'm, I'm reporting them to Oprah, and we're going to go from there. But... You know, we're not going to have it on our show. So if you guys continue to call Manoa too fat is part of the problem here. Well, I don't know where we go from there. He is I just called Manoa. Let's just say that conditioning could be an issue. I think that's the way to say it. I've said this for a while about him, and everyone, you know, everyone said that I was a bad person, kind of like Jose Flores. Ruffalo shamed me <laughs> yesterday on the show. <laughs> we have all kinds of shaming going on here. It's like when you slut shamed Rod. I mean, you had that one coming. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You were a tube top like that one time. I mean, you're, you're, you're opening yourself up at that point. Happens. <laughs> it was hot. Sometimes you just you gotta watch. <laughs> you just gotta. Gotta air it. <laughs> <laughs> no body shaming here, right? So hey, no. sometimes you gotta wear that tube top. <laughs> Big visuals I didn't need for four hundred hours. <laughs> It's getting ugly. It was, and it's 
Weenie weenie. <laughs> Tube top that I wore. Getting get, get ugly in a lot of different ways. <laughs> on so many levels, as they say. You couldn't have been as ugly as that hockey game last night, though. I luckily fell asleep during it. I woke up after the game. But I guess it was one-sided. Yeah. So are the Panthers in this much trouble, or is it um, is it just the series goes back and nothing to really worry about? I think they could be in trouble. It almost feels like they're running out of gas. It almost just feels like, you know, Vegas is just... <laughs> I don't know. Vegas is just finding finding a way. They did it throughout the conference finals. They do it here. I don't know. Too much hardware in Miami for one year, so <laughs> yeah, leave it to the Heat. Yeah. Too many penalties. You, you yeah. can't take all those penalties. I expect to uh, win a hockey game. <laughs> Your best guy is uh, is taking. Uh, I, I don't know about some of the, his penalty for roughing on Eichel. I don't know. It doesn't look like the same hit that. Uh, happened with the Vegas guy uh, on, on the Panther in the first period. Well, those hits look very similar to me. I don't think anybody should have been getting a penalty. There was no intent. It was a hit. It, Did they call him like roughing? Yeah. Well, they called him roughing. Unnecessary roughness. Oh, the, well, the roughing, the roughing came in, in, the, in the scrum after. But I'm just trying to figure out if they called him for charging when he, like, if he if he charged into Eichel as Eichel was, because Eichel had his head down a little bit, but. But he had the puck. No, no, he didn't. No, no, no. And, and then if you look, you go back, you can see Eichel's face wince. He's seen the hit coming. He was like this. He turtled. He literally yeah. did. He, he threw the puck up the center of the ice. It even looked like he poked it with his stick like this, and you can see it in his face. Like how? Like, wait, wait, how, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> rewind he already poked him with the stick I need to see this again I need to see the replay he's skating with the puck is this the skating motion is this the skating this is cross country skiing this is wee hockey Anyway, he's skating with the puck he pokes it out to center and as he looks he sees he sees Kachuk he coming. Sees. He, he sees. He's like, he does one of these. He's like, ah! Out of the corner of his eye, just before he gets hit, he's like, ah! And he gets wham! And he gets smoked. It was lovely. <laughs> I love seeing Eichel get smoked. Chris, is Do that the way you saw it? I only caught, like, the uh, the brunt of the hit, so. I. I can see. The way. <laughs> I, I, do I, I don't think it was. I don't think it should have been a ten-minute penalty, a ten-minute misconduct. But no. Could you give him a penalty for charging? Maybe. What was I the mean, final score? Seven to two. Woo! But I think that was the call that kind of turned its gate, turned the game on its head. <clears throat> what was the score at the time of the call? Was it two? Was that two? Two now? Yeah, it's two nothing. So it was over anyway. I mean, you get, let's think of Vegas is wanting one what nine straight games when they scored a power play goal. So that's the key, like Rod said for the for the yeah. Panthers. That doesn't mean anything because as you move on in the playoffs, you're you're playing against you know different teams and everything like that. So all those things, kind of like the Nuggets, haven't lost the home playoff game. All that bullshit, right? I don't buy. I just, it. I don't see anything. I just come up from that. That's for sure. I really hope not. 
But then, then he got another 10 minutes with Conrad for bashing a stick out of Buddy's hand. <laughs> Late in the game. It was, it was like, well, when, when the Panthers take those type of silly penalties, yeah, uh, they cost them. Is there a time to panic? Let's see if they go down 3-0. Then I would panic. All right. Rod's going yeah. to panic. They go down 3-0. Tune in for that show because what you'll see here, Rod <laughs> will be panicked. What's the matter, Rod? They're down 3-0 panicky. The down toast, you know. That was a small baseball card has, last night, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Four big questions whether they go back to uh, Bobrovsky or do you put Leon in? Really? They're going to bench their goalie that's got him here? Nah, I wouldn't do that. They started in the, in the playoffs. Leon went the first few games. In Boston. Yeah, but he also put him behind 3-1 in that series for the most part. It was against Boston, but... Even the coach... The coach questioned. I don't... They questioned him in the interview, and he was like, well, I got two days to think about it. So... What's his answer? Sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like... You know, a 2 nothing series really doesn't mean anything. The Panthers win the next game. It's a 2-1 series, you know. Yeah. Right. It's the crazy thing. I mean, we saw in the NBA, you know, the Nuggets went up one nothing. Everyone's like, sweep, it's all over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the first five minutes of the second game, it was like, oh, maybe this series is going to be a little closer than we thought. <laughs> Get the guy standing out, standing up at the back of the room. Never mind. Then, then the Nuggets take the lead again, and they're like, "See, ah, uh, maybe it is over." You know? And, uh, then they have a fifteen-point lead. Uh, it must be over. No, it's not over. It's the beauty of sports, right? The addicting yep. part. The way that it works for me is this. I'll, I'll explain to you guys how how over or not over win loss works. If I'm down by two runs. Or three runs, and we're in like the fourth or fifth inning. I still have a chance. If I'm up by two runs, it's a winner. They've won. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times is gloating bit you in the ass? So it's like I'm gloating to Briggs during with uh, you know five minutes left to go in that Heat Nuggets game. No, I'm gloating. I'm talking about getting sized for the rings and everything. And uh, all of a sudden, the Nuggets come running back, and it comes down to that last shot. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is for him to, you know, show that on his show, my Skype conversation, <laughs> talking about how the game's already over. Well, at least... At least it's exciting enough to talk about, even in one-sided games, you know? Pretty good. It, it was an exciting game. The, the score was definitely not indicative of what the game was really like. 7-2. It happens. It happens. It happens. You can tell by Chris's face he doesn't want to be here. Stop putting words in my mouth. This is how we got into the argument the first time. What was that? I don't know. 
It's so weird, man. I've been talking to some handicappers on some other sites, you know. Believe me, life not so good over there, you know. They're not having the fun that we're having here at Pig Talks. You don't know how good you have it. Ingrates. What do you guys want to talk about next? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind, of, kind of not minding the ingrate conversation. <laughs> Rod, you want to got any grievances, gripes? It's like me. It's like, what do you guys do? What do you do with, like, I walk now ever since my rollerblading accident, rollerblade anymore. I go on walks every morning with my wife. And I just, you know, I just, I just gripe the whole time. <laughs> we just argue and gripe. For an hour and twenty minutes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> people look like, like looking at you like really? Yeah. We're just grabbing with each other. No big deal. Yeah. It's normal. <laughs> so state Sounds of like the... a full on argument. No, it's not. We're not arguing. <laughs> a little state of the union conversation. Does yeah, you and Tara yeah. have the state of the union calls talks? You know? yeah, occasionally. Guys like let's talk about how things are going. <laughs> Hold on, I think I hear the phone ring. Run! Hold on, I think the cornbread's burning. Yeah. <laughs> just across the street, just see, just see me throwing my hands in the air. What's wrong? They're out of ice cream sandwiches. I don't know what to do. Yeah, we have the occasional State of the Union. <laughs> The occasional uh, summit. The price of watermelons came down. Yes, it's not sixteen dollars anymore. <laughs> I guess Twitter called Kyle Kerms to make sure he wasn't going to self harm himself and kick himself in the nuts a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you know, we want to check in and make sure that Mitch's, you know, tweet didn't make you just kick yourself in the nuts a few times. Ridiculous. I'm out of Twitter jail, but it's like I want to get back in. You have unfinished business. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, the guy uh, Brooks in, in Shawshank. I don't know any other. I don't know life any other way. <laughs> All right. Institutionalized now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Twitter, twitutionalized. Tw- yeah. All right. Well, we, we got Zach Eflin against uh, Louis Varland in Tampa Bay. He's raising the twins. We got the Phillies against the Tigers and the Marlins. Knock, knock. Chris? Who's knock, there? knock. Who's there? Hey, Zeus. <laughs> Jesus Lazardo is going to kick the crap out of the Royals today. Marlins Royals. All right. Which of these three you like, Chris? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the uh, the Rays against the uh, the Twins here. You know, for whatever reason, you know, the Rays are not hitting uh, right-handed pitching as effectively as they were to start the year. And the bullpen hasn't been all that great in the last uh, 
last couple of weeks, but you know, the Rays keep finding ways to win with Zach Eflin on, Eflin on the mound. You know, is it going to be sustainable long term? I'm not sure, but I'm just I'm not a fan of this Twins lineup. They are five and five in their last ten. Tampa's only six and four, but you know, for me, Tampa's still twenty six and six at home. I got to roll with the Tampa Bay Rays in this one. And I'm going to go with the uh, over between the uh, Tigers and the Phillies. We've seen uh, 13 runs uh, in, in, in game one of this series. Uh, I think we pretty much get the same whole pile of runs again. Tywan Walker on the mound for the Phillies, and uh, we know what he can do, give up runs early and often with that 1.45 whip. And Tyler Alexander on the other side for uh, Detroit. Yikes, he's got a 6 ERA on the road. Uh, and I think the over between uh, the Phillies and the Tigers. Me, Zach Greinke on the road is uh, not a good pitcher. Um, we all know what Jesus is capable of. I'm going to take the Marlins here to knock, knock the dog crap out of the Royals here. I also like the Tigers over the Phillies. I'm going to parlay those two. I find that the bigger my bankroll gets, the more degenerate my betting gets. Really growing by leaps and bounds recently. It's all that, it's all that heat money line money in there, you know, from the playoffs. I lost the first game minus one ten, and then or I lost plus at plus a hundred at even money because I had a money line first game and then I money line in the second game, so I'm still plus two ten on that. Yeah, I've been talking a lot about strategy with people. I don't know why. Oh, because I guess because they email me and bitch at me and stuff. And wonder why I might make the picks that I do and stuff. I'm trying to explain to them my strategy. How I, everyone has their own methodology. You know, that's how they go about it. Chris, what's your strategy? Your favorite guy, dog guy, or just, you know, where, where do you start? Honestly, I just. I have just sort of like it depends on the sport, but if we're talking about baseball, I sort in of have general, a set group. I mean, of, for me, I have the same strategy in all sports. But you're yeah, right, baseball is a little different. Money line sports versus point spread sports. Yeah, I normally just find either you know a few like if it's baseball, I find a few pitchers, or just if it's any other sport, I find a few teams to just sort of latch onto, find find my spots with them, and even find the spots to go against them. Just all about spots that just sort of make the most sense and you know where to to where yeah where I just put my money on you, you ever find that like swearing and throwing things at the TV you know it works sometimes um does it have a place uh I mean it's a yes or no question so, I didn't I didn't yeah, ask you yeah. like what day is good for you to help me move the piano up the stairs uh, well okay because I don't want to Yes, I occasionally have been known to throw things at the TV, but I've been keeping uh, it to softer objects. Tuesday afternoon, but it might have. I've been keeping it to softer <laughs> objects so I don't damage the TV. I don't have time to look around for a softer object, but you're going to hug something with it. I just grabbed the dog wait, toy, to be honest. I, I just the dog toy, and the dog, toy, the dog looks at me like, what'd you do that for? 
<laughs> I have an indestructible chew toys that uh, I'm not the big Kong toy. It's like this big. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, solid rubber. Off. I am not hucking that in the TV. <laughs> Nationals, Diamondbacks, Pirates, A's, Yankees, White Sox, Clark Schmidt. I'm bringing these ones. I'm going to go with the uh, the over between the uh, Oakland A's and uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, look, uh, Mitch Keller's on the mound. Uh, his last couple starts, he's definitely given up some runs. Uh, He's 2-0 with uh, over 6 ERA in his last three starts. So I think he can definitely give up some runs today. And on the other side of the ball, you got uh, Caprillion uh, on the mound, and uh, he's got a 10 ERA on the road. Yikes. So I'm going to go with the uh, over here. You look at the Pirates, 6, or uh, Oakland, 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10 versus uh, the NL Central Division. And the Pirates, 17 Seven and one to the over versus uh, the AL West. I think you will get runs early and often. This one, I think I'm going to take the extended run line, take the uh, over nine and a half. Uh, Oakland, Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Clark Schmidt against Louis, Lucas Giolito. I tell you, I don't love my White Sox this year. And just hitting 30% on the road doesn't get it done. I'll take Clark Schmidt, and if he doesn't win, he can eat shit. Chris? <laughs> I'll, take the, uh, I'll take the Diamondbacks in the money line against the, uh, the Nationals. You know, I've been the biggest Tommy Henry fan, but Jake Irvin has been almost unbackable for the Nationals. Nationals not hitting lefties as well as they were last week. They've dropped down to 20th in uh, Team OPS against lefties in the last two weeks. And uh, the Diamondbacks feel they're just playing the better baseball, both lately and pretty much overall this season. 15-11 on the road. I'll take uh, take the Diamondbacks to lay the reasonable price. Got the uh, Blue Jays, Astros, Guardians, Red Sox, Reds, Dodgers. I'm going to take the Reds here against the Dodgers. Dodgers starting to move in reverse. Diamondbacks have moved into uh, first place in the National League West. Dodgers generally not good chasers. (laughs) So I think uh, we're going to see them start to pull back in a big way. And I think getting Luke Weaver, my homeboy, plus 160. You know me, I'm a Weaver. I haven't always been a Weaver guy. In fact, I just became one during this pick segment just now. (laughs) 
I'm going to take the uh, the under seven and a half in this uh, Red Sox Guardians game. You know, Shane Bieber still a staff ace for the Guardians, even though he hasn't had you know the most Bieber like season. You know, normally he has an ERA well under three, sometimes closer to two. But you know, I think I still think you can hold down the Red Sox here, who have had trouble scoring. They were they were, they were having issues scoring in that Tampa Bay series. I think it comes uh, to the same same thing happens with Cleveland here, but I also think the Guardians were going to struggle to score as well. Um, you know, three and seven to the under, sorry, seven three to the under in their last ten. So, give me under seven and a half in that first to three wins kind of game. And for me, I'm going to take the under between uh, the Astros and uh, the Blue Jays. We've seen uh, it go well over the total uh, yesterday, uh, but I don't see. Uh... The Astros scored six runs in the first inning like they did yesterday in, the, in, in that game. So, Gow's been on the mound, and uh, he's been solid in his last few starts. So, and so has uh, Hunter Brown. Both those guys uh, go deep into this game, well, five, six innings there. And then when you throw it to the bullpen, um, the Jays' bullpen's definitely uh, improved over the last 10 games or more. It was at the start of the season, down to holding teams under uh, three in their last 10 games. Houston Astros, uh, about four definitely enough to get us under this hole. Uh, I think uh, we definitely don't score as much as we did yesterday. I lean to the Astros again as well. I'm going to take the Astros as well in that one. I hate Gautzman. Got the Guardians. Wait a minute. Where are we? Is it my turn? Next segment. Uh, next segment. Yeah. Yeah. Braves. Mets. Met. Yeah. Braves. Mets. Brewers. Orioles. Rangers. Cardinals. Chris. And I go with the over eight and a half, and I'm also going to lean towards the Brewers uh, that match against the Orioles. Um, you know, Freddie Peralta has been better at home, but this this Orioles lineup is still hitting right-handed pitching fairly well, and uh, Kyle Gibson for the for the Orioles starting here. I just think he's going to really start to regress. He had a nice start to the year, but we know what Kyle Gibson is normally a guy that has an ERA up around five by the end of the season. So I think uh, the Brewers can get to him offensively here, and uh, I think they can win win a high-scoring game here. So I'm going to take the over eight and a half and a lean towards the Brewers on the money line of that one as well. And for me, I'm going to take the uh, Braves on the run line here uh, over the Mets. Uh, better starting pitcher for the Braves, better bullpen. Um, better offense as well. I'm um, going with the uh, Braves to kick the snot out of uh, the Mets and uh, Carlos Carrasco on the mound um, for the Mets in that one. Give me the Braves. Blow out the Mets. Definitely like the Heat over the Nuggets money line. But I, I think with two points, you're better off just taking the points just for the hell of it. doesn't matter. There's no value in the money line. I can tell by Chris's face. Look at his face. Tells you everything. I prefer not to look at his face, but uh, I'll take your word for it, Jose. (laughs) Jesse, whatever his name is. Shuley, Jesse Shuley, Ricky Tran, Jesse Tran, Ricky Shuley. Ricky Shuley. I get them all confused. Who's got the picks at minus 195 and calls it the best player? <laughs> 295 minus 375. Indoor soccer. 
What the hell? How about this Nick Menken, man? Hits our sights. Taking over the place. What's up with that? Crazy, right? Once in a while, we see these guys hit the site. They just hit the ground running. <laughs> it's like... It's like a Jovan. Pushing people around. Kind of scared of him. Got that tough guy image. I don't like your face, Ruth Blow. I don't like that smirk off you. Join the club. Giovanni was sick. People ask what happened to Jovan. He was sick for a long time, so he's still recovering. He, is, he has like um, like a long-term sickness, so he's like really been recovering for months. But you know, we have him on the site. He's putting his picks in. He actually has to give his picks to his niece, who enters the picks in for him. But they're his picks, and he's giving them to her. But that's how that's working behind the scenes. I wish him well. Always. One of our guys. One of us. Whether he likes it or not. Whether he'll admit it or not in public places. Anyways, I'll take the Rangers. Cardinals suck. Pretty bad. Yep. Suck terribly. In fact, I took the Rangers yesterday with the premium play. I didn't even watch the game. No idea. I know they won 4-3. It was... No idea how it got there, what happened, what transpired over the course of the game, but uh, yeah, I felt that good about it. Walk off way to the bottom of the night. Exactly. Didn't matter. I don't care. Don't care. Had it all the way. Had it all the way. Chikal and no doubter. I appreciate the content. Well, we appreciate you appreciating the content. Except for Rufalo, of course. In great. Easy. Huh. All right. Our last three games. Rockies against the Giants. Angels against the Cubs. And the Padres against the Mariners. Man, the Mariners still recovering. Watching those Rangers running around the bases all weekend. They didn't even get to play yesterday because they were just tired of watching them. A lot of counting. Who's up? Rod? And for me in this one, I'm gonna, in, in uh, like Seattle and uh, well, the Padres, I'm going to go with... What? What? Vanessa, my God. Jesus. <laughs> Like the morning show on the weekend all over again. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all tizzy. It's like you have like you have a laptop computer and like you ever like get off the couch and like almost trip over the cord. <laughs> I do it. Frequently. I do it all the time. Yeah, frequently. 
And then I look at the, and then I look at the cord like it's the cord's fault. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, because it came out and tripped you. It's all his fault. <laughs> it totally moved. Exactly. Talk to Roman. Look what I'm going to do to he, this guy. He had the Phillies yesterday. He was wondering what I was doing up at 2 a.m. What I was doing? Seven free bits in just five minutes. How do we feel about Tommy Henry, though? He's a very nice man. And, um, yeah. So I'm going to stop. Who'd you take, Rod? I'm going to take the over between the uh, Padres and uh, Seattle. You look at uh, Musgrove. He's uh, pitched not too well, not too bad his last few starts, but uh, at home in his last three, uh, definitely not been good. 7.42 ERA at home. And uh, you look at the other side with Logan Gilbert. Uh, in a way, he hasn't pitched too bad. 2-0 with a, with a 4 ERA. But uh, I like the over here. You look Seattle, 21-6 and six in their last 27 interleague road games uh, versus a right-handed pitcher to the over. And the Padres, 15-5-1 in their last uh, 21 versus uh, the AL West. To the over in the last uh, 16 meetings between these two teams, 12-3-1 to the over in San Diego. Runs come early and often bring your glove to the park in San Diego. We're getting over the total today. I'm going to take the Cubs against the Angels. really hate Tyler Anderson. I think he's just looks like the guy that we saw throughout his career, except for last year. But they, the guy that we see, it's kind of like Kevin Galsman. One good season. Taking the Cubs. I'm going to take the, uh, the over between the Giants and the Rockies to close it out. Uh, this looks like a bullpen game for the Giants, which sounds pretty good, considering the Giants' bullpen's been one of the best in baseball in the last couple weeks, but it looks like it's going to be Sean Manaya that takes over after John Brebbia and Manaya in Colorado over the course of his career hasn't been good. And uh, I think the, uh, the Rockies can score a few here, but on the other side, you got to Nelson Lamette for the Rockies, 13.17 ERA so far this season. Um, I think this total, you know, not just because the game's at Coors, but I think it's sitting at 11.5 for a reason. I think we're going to get into the 12-13 run range here at the very least. So give me the over, Rockies and Giants. All right. Leads us to our parlay segment. What you got? Yeah, I'll take the uh, the Astros, the Diamondbacks, and the Rays. And I'm going to take Detroit. I'm going to take the over in Oakland and Pittsburgh and the over in Seattle and San Diego. Tigers, Nationals, and Astros for me. I think if they canceled the Diamondbacks Nationals game, anyone would notice. <laughs> Only the people that paid for the tickets, all 28 of them. Jake Irvin against Tommy Henry. There's my argument for daytime weekday sports right there. <laughs> all right, 
right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you.